1: According to Sham Sharania, the Chicago Bulls and Nikola Vucevic have started their contract extension talks. We're going to talk about what that means for the Chicago Bulls, both in the short term and long term, and what that contract could look like, according to insiders. We're also going to get into Jerry Reinsdorf's latest deal that could put Bulls in Sox games behind a paywall. And is Bruce Brown a target for the Chicago Bulls in this offseason? We'll get into all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related, especially during the offseason. I'm the host here, Hayes. You can follow me right off the top at CEO Hayes. CEO H A I Z E. You can also follow the show if you choose to do so at uh, Bull Central pod on every social media platform that we are on, but let's go ahead and get into the nitty-gritty today. Um, So Nikola Vucevic has been reported by Shams that the Bulls and Nikola Vucevic have opened contract extension talks. Now, some may remember that towards the beginning, well, before the season started, when training camp opened, it was reported that the Bulls were talking contract extension with, with Nikola Vucevic then. And at at that point, a lot of Bulls pundits and a lot of you know the conversation around that was why are you going to do that before the season starts? Why why not wait? Let them earn it throughout the season. And I'm going to tell you guys why. If that's what they ended up doing, they ended up losing that, that 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 stare down yet again, right? And the Bulls front office keeps being on the opposite side of things. I did say back then when when before the season started that if the Bulls knew that they wanted to sign Nikola Vucevic, if they surveyed. The, the landscape kind of did that free agent projection. They would have seen Nikola Vucevic is the is going to be the best uh, center target on the market. Period. Him and Jacopoto. That's it. It's him, Jacopoto. That's it. It's just those two players that on the free agent market are the best centers out there. And I said then that if you are sure that you want to resign him, it's better to lock him up before he has a chance to have a bounce back season Now, I still don't think Nikola Vučević is going to try to break the bank when it comes to the Chicago Bulls in a and a potential deal. I could be wrong with that. Casey Johnson uh from NBC Sports actually theorized that the deal could either be um a short two-year deal worth 48 to to 50 million, which would put it at about 25 million per or a three-year deal worth 66 to 72 million. Now, in what I've been seeing and reading, I don't know if Vučic is going to necessarily try to sign for that much. Um, I said over on Locked on Bulls as well that if it gets to over $20, 22000000 that's ridiculous. But this is another situation that the Bulls' decisions has placed them in. You could have locked them in before the season started. We all knew that it was more than likely you were going to r- bring Vooch back then, at least the reasonable Bulls fans, because, you know, the ones that say, oh, let Vooch walk, that's just stupid. I'm sorry. I I, I know I've been uh, – Petty Roosevelt has not come out as much during the course of this season and offseason, but I'll tell you what right now. Anybody who thinks that the best idea is to let Nikola Vucevic walk for nothing just because you don't like the way he plays defense is an idiot. it's just, it's it's one of the more stupid decisions. In the NBA, it's all about assets, right? And with the way that the salary cap structure works with, with the um, NBA, letting a player walk, is especially when you're over the salary cap, is stupid. The Chicago Bulls are $56 million over the salary cap. Now, that is partially with Nikola Vucevic's cap hold. But let me say that if if Vuce walks away for nothing, you don't get just another 18 million dollars to go out and get another player. Right. At that point, then you're using your full mid-level exception to just try to replace Nikola Vucevic. And then we're no, we're not adding any more shooting. No, we're not adding a point guard. We're not adding any of that by re-signing Nikola Vucevic. There's still you still stay over the cap. But then you can use that mid-level exception to add to the team. That is why it has always been more sensible and more realistic to re-sign Nikola Vucevic. Am I saying that he's the best the best center out there as far as in the open market he is? But is is in the NBA? No, nobody's saying that. And, and re-signing a player does not mean that you cannot look to later move that player. It just means you're preserving what's called an asset, and then you can use that asset in other ways right? And that's the thing. Look at it a similar situation with Mo Bamba. The, the Orlando Magic completely rescinded his rights, right? All, all the rights and bird rights they had to him, they still signed him to a deal, and that deal ended up help being salary cap filler in a trade later. And I'm not saying that's going to be Vooch. Vooch is still a damn good player, right? We need to talk about the hate around Nikola Vucevic as well for people who don't just actually watch basketball, just watch highlights. Nikola Vucevic is a top 10 center, probably honestly more like top 5 type 6 center in this league, a player that played all 82 games, and a player that, yeah, he's not averaging 20 and 10 anymore, but that's because he has a dumbass coach called Billy Donovan who seems, who seemingly can't run more than a simplistic high school offense to save his goddamn life. Petty Roosevelt aside, Nikola Vucevic is a good center. Is he a great center? Is he one of the, the best centers ever in the history of any NBA? No. But Nikola Vucevic offers a skill set that only two other centers in the NBA have, and that's Joel Embiid and Nikola Jokic. You can say maybe a couple of other centers, like maybe Cat, but Cat is so up and down, I know you guys don't want Carl Anthony Towns on this team. So the fact of the matter is this. Resigning Nikola Vucevic makes the most sense for the team. And it makes the most sense for the player when you look at the teams that do have cap space that could sign Nikola Vucevic outright. It's it's not a lot of them. Now, of course, signing trades are a thing in the NBA to help with that. And there are definitely some signing trade candidates that would make sense for Nikola Vucevic. But at that point, you might as well sign him yourself and then see more so than rush through the offseason to move him. See what you get if you ended up moving from on from him at some point in time. So, you know, that that's just really what it comes down to. Nikola Vucevic is more than likely going to be a Chicago Bull to start the season. Now, the Bulls have until the June 30th deadline to lock in an extension with Nikola Vucevic. At that point, Vuce hits the open market. Now, it does not mean that the Bulls still can't re-sign him, but it just means that at that point, he's now open to negotiate and talk contract with any team in the NBA. So it makes more sense for them to try to get this deal locked in and done. Now, the biggest question is, what does this mean for the Bulls going forward? Now, I said on yesterday's episode, I think it was yesterday, maybe the day before, that the length of Vucevic's contract is what's going to tell me that, right? Because if you re-sign him to a shorter two-, three-year deal, to me that says you're trying to align it with around the time that Lonzo Ball's contract comes off as well. Um, The Bulls, then he would be an expiring contract in that season, and they could move him to look to take advantage of even more cap space In a situation like that, if it's a three-year deal, if it's a two-year deal, that aligns him um, right with Lonzo Ball's contract. That means you could potentially have DeMar, Zoe, and Vooch off the books in two years, and then you can make your move in free agency then. Been talking about the the free agency of 2025 for a while now with you guys. So that uh, that aligns with that as well. Um, But I do think that Depending on the number, if you sign Nikola Vucevic, it does mean the writing's on the wall for DeMar DeRozan. And I know people are going to say, well, what do you mean, Hayes? What what does Nikola Vucevic's contract have to do with DeMar DeRozan? To me, if you you double down on Vuce on a long-term deal, this is specifically if it's a long-term deal, if he gets the four or five years that he could extend for, if he gets that long of a contract extension, to me that tells me that then at that point, the only time that you can really open up significant space to make changes to your roster, would be after DeMar's contract is off the books. And at that point, if that becomes the thing, um, you, you know, I, I think that that then makes more sense. So, like I said before, we're still paying attention to the years and the money on this deal. Um, and then we'll, of course, we'll fully evaluate the deal once it's all said and done. But yeah, it, it, more than likely, Vooch is headed in. If those contract extensions do go left, talks go left, and Vooch is not here, if they do not get an extension done by June 30th, I think that that means that experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with MyBookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code BULLCENTRAL, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie? You can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code BULLCENTRAL to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. Uh, that's it like i i I just i don't see like vooch knows what teams are going to be out in the open market right his agent should be able to do that and those teams don't really align with which are not a lot of teams with significant cap space to sign him to the deal that he would want that that it makes a fit fit sense for him so you know we'll see we'll see we'll see all right uh next topic for today uh uh jerry reinsdorf bought out sinclair broadcastings uh, stakes in Chicago Bulls and Chicago White Sox, and so what does that mean? That means that when the time to renegotiate the Sox and the Bulls contracts with NBC is up in two thousand at the end of two thousand twenty-four. So at the end of next season, people have now theorized that Jerry Reinsdorf to create his own network similar to Yes, uh, similar to Marquee, similar to Bally Sports, something like that. And for a ownership group that we already talk about, money being the bottom, do- bottom dollar being the most important thing for this franchise, it, 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 it does not surprise me. And I do think, and I've said this on Chicago Sky Central, we've talked about this a little bit on Locked on Bulls, the next set of battles when it comes to sports is the streaming rights. Uh, the NBA has already talked about that. When their next contra- uh, TV contracts are up, they're really looking to uh, remove that restriction from league pass to where if the game's in your network, in a local network, you can't watch it even though if you're, you don't live in that city. Uh, so they're trying to have exclusive kind of con- full control over those NBA games. You saw what happened this season. Now, every NBA game can be flexed, right? It doesn't matter. Every game is open to be flexed. So they're trying to get to more flexibility with that type of thing with NBA. The TV contracts are next up. And so Jerry stuff putting himself in, p- in position, kind of buying that out. Uh, he then could take the Bulls, the Sox, and the Blackhawks, uh, even though he doesn't own the Blackhawks, him and the ownership group of the Blackhawks, um, co own the United Center, so and they've been business partners for pretty much three decades at this point. Um, so that could be the next step. Now, what does that mean for the team? Theoretically, much of the day in and day out doesn't change for the team, but they could mean that they could put the airing of Bulls games and White Sox games and Hawks games behind a paywall, meaning now that you have to pay for that service to even just watch the locally televised versions of the games. It also could phase out NBC Sports that is built up a really good following, and really good Bulls coverage. I mean, well, coverage over all the teams over the last couple of years, right? And so it's going to be interesting to watch what they do, and if they do end up creating a network, A, it's probably going to be uh, co-owned between the Reinsdorfs and the owners of the Blackhawks. Um, But at that point, what's next? Do you turn it into a legit network to where you're having shows outside of just your old games and new games? Do Do you create an NBC Sports Chicago type, you know, Bulls talk, show where you actually air that on that network, that's some things that could be down the road Um, looking forward into this. And we're going to get the answer to it pretty quickly. Like I said, the end of next season is when the deal with NBC is over with. And so that, that picture, it may start painting itself pretty quickly. And it doesn't take long to start a network when you have the money of Jerry Reinsdorf. And so putting that, making more exclusive, putting more money in his pockets, does Jerry Reinsdorf then put that back into the team? No, there's been nothing to see from Jerry Reinstorf history that he's going to place that money back into the team in a meaningful way. So we're just going to end up having to pay more money to watch our teams. But let me know what you guys think on that one down below. All right, let's get into the last topic for today. This one's on Bruce uh, Bowen. I'm sorry, Bruce Brown. I think I said Bowen to start the episode. Old old school. I'm old, man. It is what it is. But Bruce Brown with the Denver Nuggets, would he make sense as a target for the Chicago Bulls, right? And you look at what he's doing in the playoffs, 12.2 points per game, 3.9 rebounds, 2.2 assists. He can opt out of a contract that would be worth $6.8 million um, this offseason so he can try to take advantage of this playoff run that he's having, right? In the regular season, Bruce Brown averaged 11.5 points per game, 4.1 rebounds, 3.4 assists. And he did that all on a pretty decent shooting clip, averaging uh, 48% from the field and thirty-five percent from from three-point range. You want that three-point percentage to be up uh, as well. But Bruce Brown is the type and level of free agent I would expect the Chicago Bulls to go after this season. I've been trying to be more realistic with you guys on t- the type of targets, and especially after if Nikola Vucevic's contract extension is agreed to and announced, uh, well, well, that really does put us in that just that mid-level exception area. But when you look at Bruce Brown and why, I, and some people may ask, well, why wouldn't the Denver Nuggets re-sign him? Well, the Denver Nuggets have $150 million in five players, and that is Jokic, Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr., Aaron Gordon, and KCP. They have $150 million locked in in just those players in their core. And if Bruce Brown opts out, they may be priced out considering the new CBA that's coming that teams are going to start preparing for. So what then could the Bulls offer? The Bulls could theoretically offer their full mid-level exception up to about $12 million, but again, we know that the Bulls probably aren't likely to use all of that because that would kind of send them into that luxury tax area. But they could offer him a significant raise. And then at that point, you're bringing in a player that is solid defensively, can shoot threes, can stretch the floor some, is, passes the ball pretty damn good as well, and can fit in almost any system. Bruce Brown is the type of player that you can bring in with system fit and not really worry about it. Now, there's some size concerns there. He is six four. He plays primarily small forward, and he even plays some small forward, forward um, minutes. And, I'm sorry, power forward minutes. And I know uh, Billy Donovan is somewhere right now, it, it rubbing his nipples in excitement of getting able to being able to play another six four player at the power forward position. <laughs> but the question that you have to ask there is: All right, is it worth going out and getting Bruce Brown for the the, the theoretically about ten million dollars, ten to twelve million dollars, it's going to take to sign him and I, I, when I look at the, the free agent market, there are other, of course, free agents I'd want to offer that money to first, and I don't think Bruce Brown is going to be a day one free agent, He's probably not even a week one free agent, unless he re-signs with the Denver Nuggets after opting out that deal, Bruce Brown is probably not going to be a player that week one of, the, of free agency opening up that you see his name called. And because of that, it could allow you time to see if you can get other players to put an offer out on on an offer sheet, something like that, and then maybe try to come in and get Bruce Bowen. Bruce, I keep saying that Bruce Br- Brown as a as a as a second option in that. Now, theoretically, though, I'm looking at Bruce Brown and I'm I'm saying, can maybe DJJ not give a similar output if he actually plays his position of being a small forward and rather playing backup center? Could Could he do that with more minutes? Right. With with re-signing Bruce Brown, could you theoretically sign Javante Green for the same amount of money, right? So there's, of course, questions with that. But I think we saw with Javante that three-point shooting is not where Bruce Brown's is. So maybe that's the reason that you could sell yourself from Bruce Brown over trying to bring back Javante Green. Um, But I do think that he could present an interesting target for the Chicago Bulls if they decide to go that route this offseason. But let me know what you guys think down below. Do you think Bruce Brown could be a good free agent target for the Chicago Bulls this offseason? But that's it. That's my time for today. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central. Make sure you guys are following the show at Bulls Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, gmail.com. And even though I didn't play any mailbags today, make sure you get those voicemails, text messages in to 773-270-2799 for a mailbag episodes. But that's my time. That's it for today. I love you guys, man. And like a like 10 every episode on. Love you guys. Go Bulls. See red if you can, y'all. Peace.
0: This has been a presentation of the Break, Break Media. Media.